Are you burned out, overwhelmed, not managing stress well? Have you lost that fire for a profession that you loved? Are you a physician that trained over a decade for a career you now resent? I'm Dr. V, and I'm a burnout survivor. I call myself the Harriet Tubman of healthcare because I'm free and I'm coming back to get you so you can be free too. Let's move from fed up to fixing it. Although I'm a doctor, this does not make me your doctor. The information on the podcast, including opinions and recommendations, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of an appropriately qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. I'm your host, Dr. Benita Vernado, also lovingly known as Dr. V. And I am so happy to have this opportunity to share with you. The opportunity is my podcast. And I am using this podcast for good. I am using it for good. And for those of you who are listening right now, my goal is very pure. I want you to be happy and healthy. And however we get there is how we get there. I just want you to arrive. Something that I have learned, and I've actually gotten this feedback from my patients, from my presence on social media, but being authentic resonates. Being authentic helps you connect. And when I am trying to free people, I've got to tell my truth, which in turn helps you tell your truth. And once we tell the truth, that's where freedom is. That's where freedom is. So I'm telling the truth about my burnout recovery, my ability to conquer burnout. I'm doing this because as I pivoted from, you know, OBGYN with a blend of lifestyle medicine, you know, helping people get things in order as far as, you know, health and wellness. That really what it came down to is this journey started with burnout. One of my episodes is going to be the blessings of burnout. But really for today and for the purpose of telling the truth, the process started with burnout. So we're telling the truth. We're going to tell the truth about this topic. And if you're in your office or driving in the car, I'm going to give you a moment to repeat after me, tell the truth. I don't know if I heard you. Say it a little louder. Tell the truth. Okay, very, very good. And maybe you only are telling the truth to me, but eventually you're going to tell it to someone and you are going to get free. So for those of you all who this is your first time listening to me, I want you to go back to my first episode entitled Meet Dr. V. I am a board-certified OBGYN. I'm a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician. To get to where I am today, including undergraduate education, it took me 12 years to become an OBGYN. It is what I always envisioned For myself, it was my life's purpose, something that I felt like I was called to do, and I was very, very good at it. 
having said that, when I thought about being an OBGYN and a physician and helping women, never did I include in the dream being a wife and a mother. And if I'm being honest and I'm telling the truth, right, we're telling the truth, I really didn't include like having a life outside of medicine. It was really just the focus of becoming a doctor, being a doctor, helping women. As you know, as we grow, we get some more wisdom and we learn and we change. And that's what should happen. When you know better, you do better. And I can't say I knew better as far as when I started to get burned out, but I know what I felt. I know what I felt. And I constantly felt overwhelmed. I always felt like I was behind in every single thing, in every area. I felt like I was behind with my job, my career. You know, I always had to do notes. I always had to call back patients. I always had to do something. But I have to put that on pause because now I'm with my family and I am supposed to keep my house clean and I'm supposed to be cooking and I'm supposed to be helping my kids with their homework and I'm supposed to be enjoying life and YOLOing. YOLO means you only live once. So I'm supposed to be living my best life. And I felt like I was behind in all areas. I would just say when I came out of a training that I was very grateful for, I trained in New Orleans, Louisiana. It was a high volume, high acuity, which means people were really, really sick. When I came out of that training, I felt like I was prepared for everything. And when you're in residency, you are on call a lot. You don't sleep a lot. You're studying, you're learning, you're training, and that is your focus for four years. And okay, that's all right. But when I got out, I thought that, okay, I don't have to sleep in the hospital anymore. That's going to be great. And now I have more time for me. But that's not really what I found. And part of what I am, am sharing with you is what a lot of physicians experience. And I'm going to take a deviation or a turn. My episodes are going to reflect how addressing burnout. And I'm going to say physicians, and I'm going to speak relative to the experience of a physician. But as I have researched this topic, as I have talked with many of you, I know that this is not only an issue that affects people in healthcare, people in medicine, physicians. You know, you can have a stay-at-home mom that is burned out. Part of it I have come to realize is that, you know, my expectations of what I wanted for my life and what I was actually living were incongruent. And I could feel it. I could feel it before I could say it. And I would just like to acknowledge that, you know, it's kind of fluffy, but, you know, there are certain instincts that you have. Um, you get feelings when, you know, something's just not right or, you know, when you're scared about something, you're going into a dark alley and like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You know, that some of that stuff is instinctual, right? Like it's there to protect you and to keep you safe. And so when you ignore it, you just walk your little behind into trouble. If you keep walking and ignore those signals, you are potentially entering a space where you are not safe and it's not best for you. 
So, okay, that was a little deviation. What I said initially was that I came out of residency, my expectation that, okay, now I can finally live. And I really hadn't put things in place to make sure that I protect my family time, I protect myself as far as, you know, the buzzword now is self-care, but I didn't have any of those structures in place. And I let the position consume me. You know, originally I was a wife, right? And then I became a mother when I came out in private practice. I had a little baby. Gosh, she was, what, three months old when I got my first job. And I was hitting the ground running. And gosh, I would tell Benita Renato back then, girl, you know, I should have taken a little bit of time off. I should have had some things in place as far as what I needed to feed me. But the journey is the journey. Again, I'm using this podcast for good. And I I hope that, you know, someone listening, if you are about to make a transition, that you stop for a moment and make sure you know what your core values are and what your priorities are. Something that I didn't realize is that, and let me just say, I am, I'm entering a new phase of my career. And again, it's going to be to help physicians with burnout. And I've been doing a lot of research. And the good thing is that there is a lot of information out there. There's even studies now. But the pandemic actually kind of put a spotlight on what it means to be overworked, overwhelmed, not only for our profession, but in medicine in particular, because the pandemic was due to a medical illness, it was very easy to see in real time what the pandemic was doing to us physically, mentally, and emotionally. All right. So something that I learned my research is that with my particular job, it's not just the part that I like doing that consumes my time, but it's the part afterwards. Just to give you a window into what a day of mine was like, you'd have to go to the hospital before you go to the office. So, you know, office starts 8, 8.30, you're in the hospital 7, 7.30, seeing your patients, doing circumcisions. Maybe you have a C-section that morning. Then you go to the office, you see patients, take a lunch. Maybe I have to go to the hospital to check on patients who are in labor. Maybe I have to do a surgery over lunch come back, see patients, the day is over if I'm not on call. So for those days that I'm not on call, I need to to do my notes. Anytime you're seeing a physician, they have to document what you say, what they, they found, like their exam, and what the plan is going to be. So when you come back in three months, everybody knows what was going on, and we can you know pick up from where we left off. Statistically, or maybe it's not statistically, but one statement that I found is that for every hour of direct patient care, so every time, for every one hour that I'm directly in front of a patient providing a care, talking, laying hands, for every one hour of all of that, there's two hours of administration time. There's the notes, there's the labs, there's the calling back. So if I'm seeing, you know, patients, you know, let's say on the lower end, maybe seven hours in that day, and then that's 14. So seven plus 14, that's 21 hours, 21 hours of responsibility. How many hours are there in the day? 24, 21 hours, 24 hours in a day. Eventually what I realized is that something I was going to have to be efficient I was going to have to be efficient, and 
I was going to have to do things differently. I needed more than three hours of sleep, right? So 24 minus 21 is three. I needed more than three hours of sleep. I needed to be with my family. I needed to exercise. I needed to do all of these things. But instead, I just chose to get behind. And if any people, if you've ever gotten behind on something and you let it pile up and pile up and pile up, the mountain that you see does not motivate you to get it done. It actually does the opposite. I mean, if you think of laundry, if you do a load of laundry every day, cool. But if you wait for two weeks and you've got a mountain of laundry, it feels like a heavy lift. And so that was my choice. I got behind. I'll get to it when I get to it. And that was not healthy. And that continued to lead to my burnout. I found this book. It's entitled Stop Physician Burnout. It was written quite a while ago in 2014. So this is way before the pandemic. So this is a problem before we even kind of got it on the national stage. But it's called Stop Physician Burnout. And the subtitle is, What Do You Do When Working Harder Isn't Working? What do you do when working harder isn't working? Let me just give a shout out to the author, Dyke Drummond. And it is available on Amazon. I can work hard. I could work hard. I had worked hard for what medical school, I'll say all my educational life, I had worked hard. I knew how to do that. But in this case, working harder was not going to get me where I needed to be because you need to have systems in place so that the things that are important to you and things that you value are on your list, are on your list. And so working efficiently, That also isn't necessarily the answer. But what I will tell you is that just acknowledging the feeling that I had was the first step to recovery and to finding a way out. And it has landed me here. I am no longer working full time in private practice. My goal is to help physicians who are overworked and who are headed towards burned out or who are burned out. My goal is to help them, instead of working harder, help them figure out what life looks like when it's in line with their values and how that feels, how that feels to be free from that heavy, heavy burden. And so I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. And part of this next chapter of Office Visits with Dr. V What I would like to see is that I'd like to have physicians who are struggling with the same issues that I have had, and I want them to come on, and we work through some of these issues, and we figure out solutions. We figure out solutions. So if any of you all are listening and you know a physician who is just, you know, burning the candle at both ends, or if that is you, Please, please, please reach out to me on my website, officevisitswithdrv.com, or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V or my LinkedIn page, Benita Vernado, MD. All right, we're going to take a quick break and I'll tell a quick story after we get back. And that'll be all for this episode. We've got a problem, y'all. There is too much to do and not enough time. Your personal life takes a back seat to a profession that you have spent decades training for. Your calling seems to be burdensome in a system that does not prioritize your well-being. You do not have to live this way. When you take care of patients, who takes care of you? 
I'm Dr. V, a burnout consultant, and you need me as your personal coach. I take care of the healthcare provider that takes care of everybody else. Go to officevisitswithdrv.com and click on the coaching tab. Schedule a free discovery interview so I can learn more about the life that you need to be fulfilled. All right. So we're back. We're back. We're back. We're talking about my journey and recovery from burnout. And I hope to help you with yours just simply by telling the truth. So I realized when I came out of residency in 2006 that, oh, goodness, we're going to have some issues. But it really wasn't until maybe 2018, 2017 that I actually took action. So it took me a long time, a long time to acknowledge to myself that something had to change. And I tried everything, every option, but finally enough was enough. I'm going to just tell you a little story about, (laughs) and now I can laugh about it and it seems silly. And you're going to be like, you big dummy, Dr. V. It's okay. You can say big dummy. That's fine. So one thing that we're finding with, you know, being a physician, that it does matter that you do things in a timely fashion. Insurance companies pay you based on you turning in a progress note or a note of your visit. That's how they're going to say, okay, this is what she did during the visit and this is how you get paid. If you don't do that in a timely fashion, guess what? You don't get paid. And the later and later and later it is, potentially the less reimbursement you can get. So health organizations are really, really trying to hold physicians accountable, which is a good thing. They're trying to hold physicians accountable to make sure that they get their notes done in time. And so the organization that I was a part of, and it was a physician-owned, a physician-led organization, and so loved it. They came up with a way to help hold physicians accountable. Every week, my office manager had to count up the number of outstanding notes that we had. And your name would be put on a list for the whole company to see. The goal was to not be at the top of the list. Okay, guess who was at the top of the list most of the time? Me. All right. But I was getting to the point where I was like, you know what, I don't care. There's 21 hours of work to be done, and there's only 24 hours in a day. You know, forget it. I'm going to get to it. When I get to it, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm not going to let myself go crazy. Well, then they started putting on attached a fine to it. So there would be money taken out of your check based on the number of outstanding charts that you had. And again, this was for the whole company to see. And again, I was just like, well, I don't care. You can take money out of my check. I don't care. Y'all, I cannot tell you. I probably have had thousands of dollars from my check because of my inability to address this head on and say, you know, this is a problem. We need to fix it. So I saw one of my colleagues <laughs> and he was basically like, why are you letting them take all that money out your check? <laughs> He's like, just click done. It doesn't have to be perfect. Progress, not perfection. And so what I really did realize is that there were some perfectionistic tendencies there that kept me from, you know, signing off. But yeah, I was a big dummy. And I finally asked for help when it got really, really bad. And 
For me, my solution was getting a medical scribe. I could have had a medical scribe years ago and been much happier. But there was a solution to the problem. And even though there were things in place to help hold me accountable, I had to open my mouth and I had to ask for help. So Dr. V was on fire. I was burning, but I was able to put the fire out. And my goal is hopefully that you will um, hear something um, from this podcast today that speaks to where you are and you will get more comfortable with acknowledging how you feel and with the idea of finally asking for help. So next time, uh, on our next episode, we're going to be talking about symptoms. Symptoms. How do you know if you are burned out? How do you know if you're in trouble? Okay. So check in next week to get all of that information because we are telling the truth and we are getting free. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. I would love to stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V and on LinkedIn at Benita Vernado, MD. Share this information with your friends and colleagues. Like and subscribe. You know the drill. Also, go to officevisitswithdrv.com backslash connect and leave your email to receive updates on everything that Dr. V is doing to introduce you to your new life.